Well, the Lord was relentlessly putting this topic in my heart over and over again. I told, I told Pastor Kerry and some of the leadership team, I haven't spoke on stewardship in over a year. It was October of 2015 when we did a series the last time on stewardship. And, and it's just been kind of on my heart. And, and the reason that I told them that I didn't want to speak on it again, because giving was the worst it's ever been during that season of, of that topic. And, and so I kind of anticipate the same thing. I hope not. I hope that we've all grown. And, and, and in my opinion, this church has matured and grown and, and you guys are faithful. Uh, but every time you start talking about something, it seems like you get the opposite. So I'm not actually even going to be talking about money too much because stewardship goes so much further than money. Matter of fact, the Greek word for stewardship is oikonomos. And it means somebody who manages a household. It literally means household manager. Now, a biblical definition of this is also uh, is utilizing and managing all resources God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. That's what stewardship really is. So let me pray before we move on any further. Lord, uh, thank you for the confirmation I've already received through Mr. Mike and receiving the offering and then the words that Pastor Stu shared, that we are on the right topic, Lord. It's something that the church needs to talk about. It's something that we need to be aware of because if we grow in the area of stewardship, we grow in all areas of our walk with you. So bless the word today. Help this just to come out the way it is in your heart, Lord. Let us get a biblical understanding of what this looks like. Help us to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, C.S. Lewis, he wrote a book called Mere Christianity, and here's what he wrote. He said, every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given to you by God. If you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you would not give him anything that was not, in a sense, his own already. Everything belongs to God. But before we talk about stewardship and what it does and what it has to do with us, I want to first dispel a few myths or lies about stewardship, okay? First one is stewardship is not just another word for giving. It's not what it's, that's not what stewardship is about. Stewardship is a lifestyle. It includes everything in life from the most exciting to the most mundane. It includes everything that we do, the waking up and the going to bed. Everything that God has blessed us with and given to us in our life is what it, giving is just a small part of it. Stewardship is not a source of income for the church. It's a way of life for those who are committed to Jesus Christ. Stewardship is not an obligation, but it is about obedience. Right? I got a witness right there. Hallelujah. Let's growl this out. Let's growl this out. Come on. Join him. Join everybody. Join join her. Excuse me. Yeah, see? Rough topic, I know. Let's just growl it out. That's the wrong way talking about this. (laughs) Stewardship doesn't start in your life until it starts in your heart. When we talk about stewardship, we're really talking about a heart issue, not a giving issue. It's a matter of heart. So what does the Bible have to say about stewardship? Really, it has a lot to say about stewardship. It's talked about far far more in the Gospels than any other topic. Matter of fact, Jesus 
talks about stewardships one out of every ten verses in the Gospels. It's that important. So today we're going to look at building a family. I'm going to help us build a house, if you will, over the next few weeks. And today we're going to talk about probably the most important part of any structure, the foundation. So what is it? What is it? How do we build? How do we start to build a foundation of Christian stewardship in our life? The first thing is that we need to understand is it begins with God. Everything begins with God. It starts in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. Say it with me. In the beginning, God. God what? He created the heavens and the earth. Everything belongs to him. The key to a good foundation is this. It's ownership. All things start right there in ownership. These words aren't, the, aren't only for the foundation of Scripture, but it has to do with everything that proceeds in life. In the beginning, God. And just in case you're an Old Testament hater, John clarifies. There's some people that don't want to talk about Old Testament stuff. And then we have our Jew families that don't want to talk about the New Testament. But, but John made it very clear here. He said in verse, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now listen to this. And all things made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. It all belongs to God in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. It's still God's, amen? Jesus didn't wipe that slate clean. You get to have it now. Make no mistake about it. This is the, the foundation of the Christian life, stewardship. I really believe there's a lot of people living in lack in the church today because they haven't established a, a life of stewardship. See, God blesses those who, who are givers. God blesses those who, who, who manages his resources well. It's been evident in my life. Can I get a witness? Anybody in here identify with that? Anybody had a struggle in the beginning and, and, and did that like Malachi, he test, they tested the Lord and God has responded? Okay, almost all the same things are still up. All of us were at a place at one point in our life where we had to say, you know what, I don't know if I completely buy into this, but, but, but the Word of God talks about it, and it's the only place that I get to test God. And I don't know about you, but I like testing things, you know what I'm saying? And so I gave it a test drive, baby, and the wheels are still rolling, Amen. <laughs> I have, have, have had a blessed life, and even when I can't afford to do the things that I want to do, that I like to do, God still makes a way for me to be able to do the things that I like to do and want to do. I don't, I don't get it. God's math is not like common core math. Aren't you glad about that? <laughs> but listen, if God is not our creator, if God is not the creator of everything, then we're free to do whatever we want to. If he didn't create us, then he has no authority over us. But, it's a big but, thank you very much. <laughs> Not sure how to receive that. If he is creator, then he has all authority. He is the owner. Listen, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible makes it clear that he is the owner of all that is. 
I love Psalm chapter 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. What about Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18? We, we read this one a few weeks ago. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. He's the one that gives it to us. He's the one that, that gave you that great job when you didn't deserve it. He's the one that helped you discipline yourself to save money. He's the one that helps you buy that home. You remember when times were lean and you thought, I don't know if this is going to work out. Did he not provide for you? Yes. Listen, God always gets the final word. And not because he's bigger, stronger, and smarter than us, because he is, but because we are his creation. We're his creation. He owns it all. And until we settle this issue in our heart, until we come to understand that, that we just get to steward these things, we get to manage them, we get to oversee these things, we're always going to have an issue with stewardship. When you think it's yours, you'll always have an issue with stewardship. But when you begin to understand in your heart that it's not yours, that God gave it to you so that you could enjoy it, and that's a, so that you can be a blessing to others. That's when you'll really be free. John Maxwell. He said, if I, if I believe that I'm the owner, then I'm going to be in constant conflict with God over what I do with the stuff I have. But the moment I understand that God is the owner and I am the manager, then all conflict disappears because all that I have, my health, my life, my possessions, my family, Everything is not mine but his. Stewards not a, stewardship is not a giving issue. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. You remember the, the, the widow, her mite? She gave the least amount to anybody. And even, and even some of the disciples and the Pharisees, they were like, did you see that? I gave so much more than her. And Jesus said, you guys don't even get it. You don't even get it. She gave out of her lack because her heart was in the right place. Pastor Tiny, how many times a month do people come to the food bank and give a quarter or a dollar? And the look on his face is as genuine as if someone gave him a check for $1,000. Because he knows he understands it's, it's a heart issue. See, God could do more with that dollar from a pure heart than he can from a million-dollar check from a person in this room with the wrong heart. I'll give you a million dollars, but would you put my name in, in lights in the sanctuary? I'll consider it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> For one second when no one's in the room. It's <laughs> big. So, so building a firm foundation, it begins with God, but here, here's the thing. Then it moves to us, okay? It starts with God. Everything starts with God, but it, then it moves to us. Look at Genesis chapter, I was already putting this together, Dean, just so you know. Chapter 1, verse 28. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, 
fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God entrusted everything that belonged to him to man's care. That's called dominion. When God creates something and God blesses you and gives to you, and he says, hey, take this, manage it, steward it, do good with it, that's what dominion is. That means that he's still the owner, he's just entrusted the care of it to us. It might be in your bank account, it might be in your refrigerator, it might be living in your house, but it still belongs to him. You might pull it out of the garage every once in a while, clack, 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 and drive it down the neighborhood, but trust me, it still belongs to him. That's the heart and foundation of stewardship. Here's the challenge, though. There's always a challenge, isn't there? With dominion comes responsibility. I had to break it out. I had to, I had to pull it out. It's not going to be easy. I'm sorry. It's not going to be easy. If this thing was easier, there would be a whole lot more of us doing it, right? Did anybody tell you Christianity would be easy? <laughs> good, good, say if they did, you need to go back and slap them. Listen, in Jesus' name, yeah. Right hand of fellowship, that's what we call it. I just gave you guys too much ammunition. Don't use it. You can't go around slapping people, okay? I'm sorry. Pastor Ron said I could do this. No, no I, take, I take it all back. You can't do it, okay? You can think it. You can want to do it, but you shouldn't do it. I know. I'm sorry. But with dominion comes responsibility. We're responsible for managing the resources the way God would. Oh, there's the kicker, huh? Not the way I want to. I need to manage those things and steward those things the way that I know God would. And he's give, made it pretty clear how he would utilize the resources that he's given us. He's given us a, a, a manual, an owner man, owner's manual. And if you can't buy the book, you can download the app. Amen. We're not given dominion to trash, destroy, or exploit. We're given dominion to manage, protect, and cultivate. The earth and its resources are not given to us to abuse them, but to manage them. Is this making sense to anybody? Stewardship goes far beyond what you do with your money. It speaks to the way you live your life. It speaks to the way your heart is. It speaks to... To, to how you view people, things. Covetousness is not part of God's kingdom. If you're the kind of person that just says, I got to have it, I got to have it, then your heart's not in the right place. Listen, I find myself there sometimes, people. Come on. Pastor on? Yeah. I like stuff, I like things, I like shiny. I'm just being honest with you. But I have to check myself. I have to check myself. <laughs> Somebody's snorting on the front row. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it when we get a snorting session going. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all need the joy of the Lord in this place, I'm telling you. 
Here, here's what I found in my life. When I like shiny, I don't usually get shiny till the, uh, the allure of it goes away. Case in point, I've wanted a Harley all my life. When it finally really didn't matter, guess what? I got blessed with a Harley. And, and to prove that it really doesn't matter is, is I don't ride it that much. I just look at it. It's pretty. And I don't hold it tightly. I don't, you know what I'm saying? If God said give it away, don't even think about claiming it. I'm not feeling it, Mama. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. God will speak to me. You won't. <laughs> so with dominion comes responsibility. Also, uh, here, here's another big one, accountability. He's given us dominion as stewards to accomplish his will on earth. You know why some have more than others? Because they use it well. I'm not talking about the dark side. I know that the evil, it seems like that people who, who live for the enemy, they've got so much. You know what they don't have? They don't have joy. They don't have peace, and, and as Pastor Stu just shared, they don't have eternal life. Amen. See, there's something that Christians don't question that every other religion questions. Are we sure? I'm positive. But every other person that I've ever had an opportunity to speak to at an intimate level like Pastor Stu did always has this question in the back of their mind, I hope we're right. We're right. Jesus is right. Read his words. He's right. There's a way to spend eternal life. Stewardship isn't really about your eternal life. Or is it? I'm going to give you a verse in a minute that may make you think about that a little bit. But this is why Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would we pray that way? Because God wants to give you influence and resources and, 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 and money. Oh, I said the word. Oh, no. So that we can be good stewards and we can, we can sow into the kingdom of God. I love what Jeremiah 29, 11. If you don't know it, let's look on the wall. Did anybody see that yet? Let, let's, let's read that together. Sorry, this section over here. You might get a neck cramp. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's God's plan. That's God's plan for your life. Blab it and grab it. That's a little Pentecostal slogan right there, huh? Name it, name it and claim it. Hallelujah. Let's have a shouting match right now. Hallelujah. But we're accountable to steward his kingdom. We are accountable to steward the kingdom of God. That's the way God set it up. That's God's economy. He wants to use you. Me? You. Amazing. Let me put it this way. No, no I'm not going to have you raise your hand because that, that's kind of a personal question. But many of you have a 401K or, or, or savings programs for, for your future. 
What if you were to find out that when you retired and you went to start drawing from that, that the managers of your 401k or 5013b or whatever they call it, I forgot what they used to call mine. Anyway, nonprofits have a different label for it. But what if you found out that they began, that when you went to draw, that the people who were supposed to manage it used it for for lush living and, 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 and prostitutes and gambling? Instead of using it the way that you instructed them to. Isn't that kind of what God sees when he looks at us? And the way we steward the resources he provides for us. That we blow it a lot of times on ourselves. I'm not saying you shouldn't have things. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy life. I'm not saying that you you don't need to be... uh, you don't that you shouldn't have to live paycheck to paycheck and just wondering and grinding it out and figuring out God am I going to make it till tomorrow? It's not the way God set this up. But can I tell you something? Can I let you in on a secret? You're not taking it with you. I keep telling my kids I'm spending it while I'm here, so figure it, figure it out on your own. I'm leaving you nothing. Maybe the Harley. No, I'm I'm, I'm taking that with me. Oh, wait, I just said you can't take nothing with you. I think it's like this, though. The only thing you really should be able to, to drive on streets of gold would be a Harley Davidson. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And I, <laughs> but instead of investing ourselves in the kingdom of God, we squander our resource on lavish living and things that won't last. Here, here's Luke. Chapter 12, verse 15, Jesus is saying this, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Your your life is not about what you have. Your life is not about the size of the bank account that you have. I'll tell you, anyone who's ever given to a need, to a, a family or to a person or to a situation, you understand what I'm talking about. You understand how... How, how it melts your heart when you pour out and you pour out into others' lives. Not always just money. It doesn't have to be. We're talking about service. We'll get more into this over the next couple of weeks about what stewardship is. But I'm trying to deal, I'm trying to lay a foundation today because it has to do with your heart. If it doesn't start here, you might as well miss the next three weeks. I, I never tell people don't come to church, but if you're not getting it here... You're going to be kind of disappointed in the next three weeks because it's that important. It's like the servants or the, 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 the parable of the talents. Remember? Remember the servants in there? They're called to give an account of how we minister everything that's been given to us, including our time, our money, our abilities, information, wisdom, relationships, and authority. We all have to give an account to the rightful owner and how we manage his resources here on earth. Unfortunately, some are going to hear the words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I didn't know you. You cast out demons in my name. You healed the sick in my name. You shelled out cash so everybody could see it. You served at the food bank. Nothing wrong with serving at the food bank. 
but when you're doing it so you can say, hey, look what I do. Look at how I serve the Lord. Look at how I bring the kingdom of God in. Man, as soon as you start throwing I statements in this stuff, your heart's in the wrong place. Nobody wants me to preach like this. I know that. I don't even want to preach like this. I'd rather not tell you about how you need to spend your life. But I'm accountable to the truth. I don't want to stand before the Lord and say, you know, you did a pretty good job, Ron. You led a lot of people to me. There's a lot of people sitting under your tutelage who just lived in lack because you didn't talk enough about stewardship and, and God's economy. I don't want to be that guy. If I can set one, two, three people free in this building today with an understanding of stewardship, then I've done my job. So let me, let me wrap it up for you. In closing, in summary, 1st thing is stewardship is important to God. Luke chapter 12, again, verse 42, it says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward from whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is the servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, My master is delaying in coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and eat and drink and be drunk, the master of the servant will come that day when he is not looking for him, and an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with unbelievers. Chew on that for a little bit. Stewardship matters to God. It's how he chooses to accomplish his will here on earth. Here's your second take at home. Stewardship's important to others. Acts chapter 4, verse 34. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. God has given to us to give to others, not to hoard and to waste things. Many of you have heard the story how I single-handedly financed our first church, the church I got saved in, with my foul mouth. When I got saved, I had such a language issue. Truly. I was a sailor. I was allowed really to, to, to cuss in our home as a, young, as a young person. It was everyday language to me. When I got saved, it didn't change. My language didn't change right away. So my pastors had a brilliant idea. Let's do a cuss fund. Every time Ron cusses, it costs him a dollar. My pastor, if you saw him, if he was standing here today, he would testify, ask Pastor Kerry. He would say, I built the first, or I, I, I helped them finance their first building. <laughs> but listen, that's not the end of the story, okay? That's just a funny story, and it's a true story of the man I used to be, even when I first got saved. But something happened to me. The story goes that I got saved, I got filled with the Holy Spirit about three months later. And I never said a cuss word again. Never. I have not. My family, my kids, my wife has never heard me swore, swear, 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 curse. And, and here's what I did. I'm not doing this because I, I didn't know anything really about the Bible. I, 
I didn't know anything about the book. I didn't know this verse that I just read to you, but Dean was there. I had a yard sale, and I sold everything I owned, except for my bed, because I wanted to sleep in a bed, my dresser so I could have somewhere to put my clothes, and my radio because I wanted to listen to Christian music. Turned off the Metallica and started listening to Christian music. I'm not saying anything wrong with Metallica, but where I was at at that time, you know, it was just... And I came to the church the next weekend, and I brought all the money that I made. I put it on my pastor's desk, and I just said, I don't want anything to do with that life. I don't know why I did that. I just, I just didn't want anything to do with the past. And, and it's ever since then, ever since that day, ever since that experience, that stewardship has mattered to me. I've been willing to give up things. We've had people live in our homes. We've given away cars. We've, we've given away money. We've given away, and I'm not saying this because we do all that. You know, I still lack in this area. There are still areas I wish I gave more. See, there's always part two of every story. What's your part two? What's your part two? Is God going to set you free from something, and are you going to give him the glory? Are you going to lay the claim? I could just say, hey, you know, I stopped cussing. I got right. I cut my hair. I cut my mouth. Cut all that stuff off and start going to church every day. Got called to preach. Became a pastor. Yeah. No, the story is Jesus intervened in my life. Finally, which that whole story leads me to the second third point is stewardship. It matters to us. Matthew chapter 6 says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and, rot, moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. You're not taking it with you. And you can, you can have all kinds of fun stuff here and you can hoard it and you can have a backyard full of toys doing with them and this is the the closing verse here is the verse I think that we all should strive to hear from the Lord you know this verse Matthew chapter 25 verse 21 well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things I now make you ruler over many things enter into the joy of the Lord see I know that that is an eternity statement but this works here also when you're faithful with a few things here, God will give you more to be manager of. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that in many of our lives, stewardship is, is a way of life for us. It's always something we need to be on guard of because the enemy of our soul would love for us to envious and prideful start taking ownership of things that's just how we move and operate so Lord I pray that each one of us today would receive something from you Lord that our hearts would be in the place of genuine love and genuine stewardship that we just want to be managers of the, of the wonderful resources on this planet our lives will be blessed Lord we're not talking about living in lack we're talking about blessing being a blessing to the body being a blessing to our community. 
Lord, if there's anyone here who's struggling in this area, I pray for them, Lord, that they would just trust you today, trust in your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, all right.